Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. We are in Matthew 25, looking at what Jesus is saying and answering a question that his disciples had asked back at the beginning of Matthew 24. Y'all remember that. If you're just joining with us on the podcast, uh, let me ask you to go back uh, several episodes. You'll see uh, the beginning of Matthew 24 would be a good place to start. We're looking overall at the parables of Jesus, but we're learning so much from the context of each one of these parables. And so we're, we're chasing some rabbits here, some things, and dealing with the detail of it. We're in Matthew 25 and verse 31 right now, where Jesus begins and he says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory... So he had been talking about in Matthew 25 so far, he'd given a couple of parables as examples, the parable of the ten virgins. He says that the kingdom of heaven can be comparable to that. And the whole point of that parable was that you must be on the alert because you don't know the day or the hour uh, when the Son of Man is going to come. Then he gave another uh, uh, parable about... uh, a master who uh, left for a long journey, and he gave his slaves, uh, those that he entrusted, some things. They're they're described as talents, right? And how do they use what the master had given? The master returns and finds out that two of them had been profitable, had been useful, but another one had not been. And the master literally declares that man uh, to be uh, <clears throat> worthless and to be cast in the outer darkness. So then we get to uh, verse 31, and that's where the but comes. But when the Son of Man comes. So Jesus is talking about the Son of Man. He's talking about himself. Now, this is really important as we go through these next few verses, and I'll point out why in just a moment. When the Son of Man comes in his glory. So Jesus is speaking of himself. When I come in my glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. So he's saying, when I come with all my angels and everything, I'm going to sit on my glorious throne. Now, there's a a lot of stuff that happens before he gets to sitting on the throne part. But his point right now is he's wanting to see something. Verse 32, all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. So he's talking about the Son of Man, and we've looked at this in the previous two episodes, uh, coming in his glory, and that the nations will be gathered together, not the church, not the body of Christ, not Israel, not the Jews, but the nations will be gathered before him, and he's going to separate them. So you see the Son of Man coming, but then he says he's going to separate him as a shepherd separates. So there's this picture that he's painting, a parable-like picture, but not a parable per se. You have the uh, sheep on the right-hand side and the goats on the left. Now watch this. <clears throat> Remember, you have the Son of Man. You have a picture of him being like a shepherd separating sheep from the goats. Then, verse 34, Jesus speaking, Then the king will say to those on his right, <clears throat> Oh, wait, now who's speaking? He says, then the king, the king. So he starts off with the son of man coming in his glory, and the son of man will sit on his glorious throne. Well, who's the king? The king is the son of man. But he's described as functioning like a shepherd because he's separating these sheep and goats, the nations. But now the king will say to those on his right. So who's on his right? Yeah, the sheep are on his right. So listen to what the king says to the sheep. Come, you who are blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you 
from the foundation of the world. <laughs> Folks, this is really, really profound. And it, it gets lost, it gets ignored because of what's about to be said in the next verse. And people, when they preach this and when they teach it, they, they grab a hold of the thing in the next verse, which is fine. We'll, we'll look at it maybe today, maybe not. <laughs> okay. And it, but we, we need to stop for a moment and see what's being said here. This is significant. The king, the son of man, sitting on his glorious throne, looks to those of the nations that are on the right, and he says, come, you who are blessed of my father. He's telling them to come. Well, come where? Where you're going to find out is coming to him. It's coming into the kingdom. He says this in the next part of the phrase, come, you who are blessed of my father. So they are blessed of the most high God. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of of the world. Now, this really messes with what a lot of people think that they know, particularly when you see the balance of what we're going to be reading today in the next episode. Okay, it really does, because people come along and say, "Well, they'll declare these things very, very confidently without knowing really what the word says." <clears throat> Here's what's going on here: there are going to be those of the nations, as we spoke in our last time together, who will make it all the way through the great tribulation, the wrath of Satan upon against the church and against Israel, the Jewish people, that will make it all the way through that and that will make it all the way through the wrath of God. A lot of times with the wrath of God in the day of the Lord, when you see all this stuff happening, you're thinking that everybody's going to be annihilated out of that. But no, no, it's not necessarily so. These folks make it all the way through that. And the Lord gathers them together. There's some who survive, and the Lord tells some of them, he's telling the sheep right now, and you're already thinking, uh-oh, what about the goats? <clears throat> we'll get to that later. He's telling the sheep, come, you are blessed of my Father. You're going to inherit a kingdom. And not just a kingdom, but a kingdom that's been prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Well, why is that? Why are they sheep that Jesus put on the right-hand side, and they're not the goats? What's the distinction between a sheep and a goat? The next verse tells us, verse 35, and this is the one that is often taught out of context. Jesus speaking again. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. Notice what Jesus is saying. I was hungry. So we see it going from the Son of Man. He describes the shepherd, describes his king. Now he's saying, I was hungry. And you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Now, quite often, this is preached and this is taught that this is what we're supposed to do as believers and what we're supposed to do as Christians. And yes, we are to do these things. Okay, we are to do these things. We are to lead in doing these things. The world should see us doing exactly these things. But they never realize and never bring out the fact that this is the Son of Man sitting on his throne saying this to the nations, to people who do not believe, who do not believe. And at least a portion of them are going to be determined to be blessed by the Father to inherit the kingdom. And this was prepared for them before the foundation of 
of the world before anything was spoken into existence. So my time's running short. Let me just close this and we'll resume this later. What is being said here? These folks had done something. What had they done? They had met the need of the hungry and the thirsty. When someone's a stranger, they didn't invite them. They helped. They clothed people. When they were sick, they visited them. When they were in prison, they came to them. Now, we'll have to look at this in the next episode. But these folks are shocked. They're shocked. They actually ask, "Uh, Lord, when did we do this? Which is a great question. For us now... I just want you to meditate upon this and reflect on the fact that it's the nations that Jesus is speaking to. And at the sheep portion of these nations, and their sheep, because they had done this right here, that this had been determined before the foundation of the world, that they are blessed of the Father, and they're going to inherit a kingdom. That is going to open up a whole can of worms in most people's eschatology. <clears throat> but it's good. Don't be fearful of it. Embrace it. Again, I'm Dale. Uh, We'll continue the next episode with this, okay? See you then. Goodbye.